podcast. Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge. And today I'm joined by my friend TJ Harwin for a chat all about Hannah Montana's eighth episode, Mascot Love. Let's go ahead and jump in. All right, I am here with my friend TJ, and we're talking about season one, episode eight, Mascot Love. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when prior to when you were like getting ready to do this, did had you like seen this episode before? Was it familiar to you? Um, I am pretty sure I had seen it, but it wasn't um one of the most memorable episodes so like it there was there was part of it in my mind but it was still pretty new to me too yeah I I felt the same way I'm like when I was reading the plot for the episode beforehand I was like this is definitely vaguely familiar but I don't really remember any of the like specific things and then as I was watching it some of it was coming back to me like the actual mascot stuff was coming back to me Mm -hmm. um but so we open the episode with the infamous pumping up the party slumber party performance at her concert. And um, I, I've been looking forward to this because uh, it is the podcast namesake. Um, but <laughs> uh, this wasn't the first time we got this song. This song showed up as like a studying montage in an earlier episode. But this is the first time we see like Hannah Montana actually doing it. Um I did think it was interesting. There's like a pillow fight on stage and it's like, instead of confetti over the audience, it's like raining feathers. (laughs) Yeah. The pajama party style was a choice (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I was like a little confused at the beginning because one of, one of the things that I was paying attention to were the outfits. And I'm like, she's wearing pajamas. She's wearing pajamas. There's a whole bed on the stage. All right. This is cool. <laughs> there's there's like a whole trundle bed on stage. It's like, it's very small. It's got like the headboard on like the long side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely unique. Definitely um, of its time and very, I guess, age appropriate for a 14-year-old pop star. But so then, you know, Miley goes backstage. Lily's, of course, there. Um, and they're like having this conversation as like Miley's having to do her costume changes and the whole thing is like basically they don't really have time to spend together as friends anymore and they're trying to figure out how can they get more time together because she's so busy with Hannah Montana and so Miley suggests that they try out for cheerleading together Um, which I, I feel like I remember at the time it was like a big deal that like Miley Cyrus was a cheerleader at like her actual high school or whatever. And I feel like this was maybe written in because of that, but it's kind of like a weird thing to write in because of that. So maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Does like any of that sound familiar to you? Not even kind of. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it is such a, such a like stereotypical, like Disney channel teen trope for like, the, the girls to want to join the cheerleading squad to be like the popular mm-hmm. girls or whatever. So that's, that's how it felt to me. I didn't know anything about what was going on in Miley's personal life at that time. <laughs> I, I feel like when this show was new, there were like a lot of profiles on like Miley Cyrus on whatever daytime shows. And they would always like show pictures of her like cheerleading at like her actual high school. See, at, at the time I like, I'm, I'm looking up right now to see exactly what year the first season of Hannah Montana um, came out. 
Because I think I felt like I was too old for Hannah Montana at the mm-hmm. time, but I still watched it, and it was, like, kind of an embarrassing thing that I still watched <laughs> it. Um, so, like, I knew some things about Miley and her life and what was going on then, but it was also, like, em- embarrassing. Okay, so it was 2007. I would have been – how old was I in 2007? How you, I was 15 at the time. So I feel like that was kind of too old to be watching Hannah Montana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so it was, it was, it was a touchy time. I liked it. I watched it. I kept quiet about it. So maybe some of those, those memories are like repressed for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so they, they, they're like back at Miley's house. Um, Miley's trying to teach Lily some like cheers for the um, tryouts. Um, Miley's very good at it. Um, and we can tell that Lily is kooky and offbeat because when she tries to do it, she jumps over a chair on accident. Was Miley very good at it, though? Because I didn't think she was very good at it. <laughs> I mean, all things considered. like <laughs> Did, Didn't seem particularly impressive to me. <laughs> she, was, she was better in this, like, practice run with Lily than she yeah. was at the actual tryout, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, she was doing very complicated cheers in her living room, but then when she gets to the tryout, she just, like, says, like, the same chant over and over again to the you point where the coach all- is like, hey, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so then we we do go to the tryouts, and like Amber of Amber and Ashley fame is also trying out, and we get the very stereotypical girl that was written by a man line of "I can't believe I broke a nail," like because <laughs> girls totally say that in real life. I have to say, I was a big fan of their sweatsuits too. Yeah, <laughs> their little sweatsuit outfits were just like they were they were ace. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and so Miley. Uh, does kind of a lame cheer, and then she does one that I think we're supposed to think is good, but it wasn't very good. Um, and then Lily tries to do one, and she starts doing these, like, cartwheels and back handsprings and, like, just crazy stuff. And she goes, I just did all of my skateboarding stunts without my skateboard. And I'm like, really? You were doing cartwheels and backflips on your skateboard? <laughs> um. Yeah, their their transition to for Lily, um, her stunt double was was excellent. <laughs> we just magically won't show Lily's face while she's doing all these flips all over the place and just act like it's totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got long enough hair that I guess they can get away with that. It'll just right. you know fly in her face. Um, but so Lily makes the cheer squad, and Miley does not. Miley is instead cast as the mascot Pirate Pete who rides a tricycle for some reason. <laughs> Naturally. Of course. Um, and I, I, they, they make this whole thing about how the head for the pirate costume smells so bad. And I have to say, like, I feel like looking at that, I do know what that smells like, and it probably is pretty gross. Yeah. But it comes up a lot. It's like half the jokes that they make is like, oh my God, the mascot head smells so bad. <laughs> But I do want to say that the, like, cheerleading coach in this episode, I think, was, like, very entertaining and was, like, very good at her job. I wanted to see more of her, but I'm pretty sure she's only in this episode. One of my notes was just, who is this coach? <laughs> who, who is this person? <laughs> like, 
she was she was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we only see her in this. Um, I did look her up on IMDb because I knew she seemed familiar to me, and she plays Zendaya's mom on Euphoria, which is where I would have known her from. Um, I didn't recognize any of the other things she was in, but I did like her in this. Uh, of the like weird adult one-off guest stars, she <laughs> is one of the better ones in my opinion. Yeah. I guess at this point we can start talking about the B plot, um, which is, you know, as B plot as B blots uh, can get. <laughs> yeah, um, the, um, part part of what makes this episode so not memorable is the incredible, incredibly not memorable B plot. <laughs> like <laughs> it's very what you'd expect. Like Robbie Ray is trying to unclog the kitchen sink, and he's gonna call a plumber. But then Jackson hears how much plumbers make, and he's like, oh, well, I'll do it if you'll pay me. And his dad takes him up on it, even though he's probably going to do even more damage, and they'll have to pay the plumber more in the long run. (laughs) But he lets him do it, um, and we get a series of forgettable scenes of Jackson trying to unclog this sink. Um, At one point, he sings his own rendition of Pumping Up the Party about snaking out the pipes, (laughs) which I did think was pretty good. I like that he sings his sister's like girl pop songs when he's just working away at things. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, when he decides that he is going to channel his inner plumber and starts to pull his pants down, I was just like thinking for a moment, are they going to show his butt crack? They're not going to show his butt crack. <laughs> no, they, they just have a deep, like a part of his underwear and he still is like, mm, that breeze feels good. I'm like, what There's breeze? No breeze there, buddy. Covered. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to make the joke they're like okay butt joke but make it disney channel um right. so the top of the boxers make it rated rated g good work <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um so and then jackson like i guess says that he went under the house to fix the sink i guess and he gets bit by a lot of spiders and he makes a lot of jokes about how he's gonna be spider-man now um, and he's like waiting for his spidey powers to kick in. Um, I feel like they're trying a little hard to make Jackson seem extra young when like he's supposed to be 16. And he's like actually like 30 in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's 30 in real life. And like, yeah, he's short, but like I, I can tell that they're like trying to make an effort to like make him seem as young as possible because it's very goofy um but to prove to oliver who's there for some reason and not like jackson's friend who shows up sometimes he's not here this time it's oliver because he needs something to do to prove that he fixed the sink jackson like pours like a full container of chinese food down the sink and somehow that going down the garbage disposal makes it come out of the shower onto robbie ray's head while he's in there I don't quite know. I mean, like, I'm not a plumber or anything. (laughs) I don't think that's how plumbing works. I don't think those two pipes are connected in any way. And also, (laughs) how would a noodle come out of a shower head? (laughs) Right. And, like, a lot of noodles. Um, Yeah. uh, But so these, these two sort of converge because Miley comes home, like, needing her, like, weekly pep talk from her dad. Um, and he's sitting there and he still has Chinese food like on his shoulders. He hasn't like cleaned it off or anything. Um, 
sorry, my dog was like scratching her neck. Um, <laughs> but he's sitting there with Chinese food on him as he's like talking to Miley. He gives her a decent talk. I think it's one of the better ones we've seen from them so far where he's like, well, if you are so upset with being the mascot, why don't you just quit? And Miley's like, well, I can't do that because nothing is more important than, you know, supporting my friend Lily, who's cheerleading. And she's like, oh, I get the lesson now. Um, But she doesn't because in like the next scene, she kind of backtracks on it. But Miley's like, you got all Jedi mind tricky on me (laughs) to her dad. (laughs) And I'm like, did he? (laughs) He just asked a question. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of, one of my notes was Miley's kind of a crappy friend. (laughs) Like she's not, she's not super nice to Lily. She doesn't make a lot of sense in the, in the next scene where she is, um, fighting with Lily over quitting the cheerleading team. I'm like, why can't she do both? Why can't she be your friend and also be a cheerleader? Why does that not make sense to you? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it comes up a lot that, like, Miley is not really a very good person. (laughs) She's, like, not really a good friend. She um, is often very selfish and very harsh on Lily, who is always just kind of being herself and being true to herself. And Miley's like, "Mm, but it's bad for me, so it should change. (laughs) Right. Selfish much? (laughs) Yeah, but so to that point, they they now are back at like a new game or something. And um, Miley, as the pirate, gets into a fight with the flamingo mascot, who is like trying to goad her into fighting. And then when she gives in, they like do like a big fight on the floor and like roll over into the cheerleaders, who are mm-hmm. I, I guess doing like pyramids at Not the moment the or something. Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Miley gets like fired for that, even though like. I'd argue it wasn't entirely her fault. Um, But yeah, she gets like, she gets talked down to by the coach and is like, you're not going to be the mascot anymore. (laughs) I do think the line is funny because the coach says to Miley, listen, sweetie, some people just aren't made to perform in front of crowds. You are not. And it's like, well, you're half right. (laughs) But that was, I thought that was like a clever enough line. I thought that was uh, decent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Lily goes to see what's going on and um, Miley just like sort of assumes that Lily's going to quit cheerleading because Miley isn't the mascot anymore. And like, obviously Lily has a problem with that because she's having a lot of fun. Um, and Lily makes the point that she looks really cute in her cheer outfit, which she does. She does. It's a very cute outfit. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like aside from like the one outfit she has as Lola, which are always just insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was... I was questioning her um, sideways cap in the scene where she and Miley are practicing cheerleading in the living room. I definitely did wear something like that at some point when I, in that era when I was that age, but it's something that I question now still too. <laughs> but like, even that, I, I noticed that and I was like, wow, that hat is fully sideways. Um, mm-hmm. But but like, even then she looked pretty cute. Like, I feel like her outfits are, you know, they suit her personality and aren't like as over the top as they could be, especially because I mean, her Lola outfit in this episode, similarly to other ones we've seen, it's a dress over a long sleeve tee over jeans with like a large, (laughs) yeah, with like a large pearl necklace and like dangly earrings and her like classic purple wig. 
it's just a lot. But like all of her looks when she's being herself are like really cute. Yeah. Lily comes by Miley's house and is like, I'm really mad at you. And I like hurt my ankle because I was distracted for the rest of cheerleading. And Miley's like dressed as Hannah Montana. And she says that she has to go because Hannah Montana has a backstage party at the Stones concert. I was like, what? Kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, not not that she's, like, going to go watch the Rolling Stones from backstage, but she has a backstage party at the Rolling Stones concert, um, which implies that the Rolling Stones invited her, which... I mean, we've we've had, like, a lot of odd interactions where, like, celebrities are mentioned that we don't see that, like, have invited Hannah Montana to things, where it's like, why are they inviting this 14-year-old? Right. I don't know if it was before this episode or in a later episode or not, but I remember one where Beyonce does invite her to a party, or she's going to Beyonce's birthday party or something like that, and I'm like, really? (laughs) Well, yeah, an an earlier one was she was going to Kelly Clarkson's birthday party. Okay. And and also in the same episode, Gwen Stefani was like backstage at her show. Um, and it's it's just like they're really talking up Hannah Montana, like she is she's like the biggest star. Like everyone wants Hannah Montana to come hang out with them. I'm like, man, Hannah Montana's personality must be much better than Miley's if she's continuing to get in- right. invited all these places. <laughs> Miley's a bit of a brat. Um, <laughs> um, but so I guess the way that like the main conflict is resolved is um, Miley's like, she like takes off her wig as she always does. And her, just her hair's underneath, no wig cap, no bobby pins. Um, and then she's like, you know what? I'm going to bail on the Rolling Stones and go to the mall with you. And like, that's what makes Lily forgive her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like nice, I guess. But like, if I were Lily, I'd be like, hey, you were really mean to me. <laughs> right. If I, if I were Miley, I would think that a better option to going to the mall with Lily would be to invite Lola to this Rolling Stones party. Like, doesn't that sound so much better than going to the mall? (laughs) Right, and even Lily's like, you're going to bail on the Rolling Stones to go to the mall? Right, and she was right. Those guys are still going to be performing when they're, like, 90 because they're still performing today, like, 13 years later, so. Right. (laughs) She's like, they're still going to be performing when they're 90, and Lily's like, I thought they were 90, and it's like, that. that's that's it, yes. (laughs) They've been 90 for, like, 20 years. (laughs) The resolution to the B-plot with Jackson is that they call a real plumber, and he basically says that the house was, like, about to flood and Jackson saved them with the work he did. I don't know how redirecting the garbage disposal to a shower saves the house from flooding, but this plumber was super impressed with him. He was like, you've got the plumber's gift. And ja- and I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Robbie Ray seems really proud of Jackson and he gives him his money and the plumber's like, good on you and he leaves and um then jackson's like knocking around the kitchen because he's so happy that he was a good plumber and he like plays a drum beat on the fridge and he like hears everything in the fridge just collapse and he leaps 
onto the countertop. He does like a four foot leap onto the countertop and again is doing this Spider-Man bit and is like, I got to use my Spidey senses and get out of here. <laughs> and that's the whole B plot. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Another note for me. I just don't like Jackson. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I hate Jackson because I don't know. I just, I know that it's a Disney Channel show and it's going to be campy and it's going to be cheesy, but those, his jokes just, they don't do it for me. <laughs> they don't do it for me at all. <laughs> I will say he's had a couple lines in other episodes where I've been like, that's kind of a sick line. But this episode has none of those. This is no. just absolutely nothing for Jackson. Um, he just is there to do some very light physical comedy. <laughs> and like, it's it's not even as good as some of the other very light physical comedy we get from him um, when he's like making his belly button into a face or when he's doing like weird step dancing, you know, like those are more entertaining than this. Yeah. I really, I really should have watched a couple other episodes to like accompany this because I haven't watched Hannah Montana in a very, very long time. (laughs) I have watched a lot of it in my life, but just, it's not all fresh there in my memory. And, and as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, okay. He does have some like redeeming qualities. You bringing up the belly button thing. (laughs) Those are are some good ones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, probably inspired me to like watch some more Hannah Montana because I have the time to do it right now. So. <laughs> well, I have done my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like the bulk of the episode. Like they then uh, cut back to like a different game at the school, and Oliver's the new pirate Pete, and he's like really good at it. Um, but he doesn't seem to get that the head smells really bad because we're still harping on that. And it like makes Lily pass out from the smell. And, and that's the end of the episode. That's like what they choose to end on. (laughs) Wrap it up there. (sighs) They, they rarely end the episode on something that features Miley. Like it's almost always something related to the B or C plot. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is interesting. They're like, ah, we already put a clean bow on it over here. Right. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you feel like we really need to get into? Like, you need people to know that this happens in this episode of Hannah Montana? Um, I mean, not particularly, because like I said, it's not a very memorable episode. I definitely, <laughs> I, I, I like the ones more that tend to focus on Hannah problems rather than mm-hmm. Miley problems. Like, Miley's school issues and friend issues are like a, a, sub, a sub thing for me. The Hannah Montana stuff is what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. So, um, it felt like, it felt like a, like a low budget ep to me. <laughs> like, they kept it all at home and they kept it all in the gym at the school. And like, that was pretty much all the set that they needed. <laughs> yeah. They really only had like one sequence with Hannah Montana in it. And it was from clearly that like batch of performances that they all filmed at once yeah. <laughs> that they just put at the beginning of episodes um when that they, had they, an audience. they had an audience yeah. there to cheer for her so they used it as much as they could <laughs> exactly and then I mean you even see like there's like a moment um later in the opening when like 
uh, Hannah walks Lola out on stage with her on, it seems like on accident, which is kind of weird. And like, you can tell that it's not the same set. They're just standing in front of like the green screen with the Hannah Montana sign on it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, which is how you're supposed to know that they're on stage, but like, it's different than when they're actually on stage. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is, it is, you're, you're right. Like it's very contained. I, I have found that I dislike the episodes with less Hannah Montana in them. Mm Yeah, and then there was also the moment um, for, surprisingly, Jackson's B-plot when he um, is working on fixing the sink and the garbage disposal spews all over his face. Oh, it was and, so gross. Yeah, that definitely, it, it it made me react. I had a little, like, ugh, ugh, with <laughs> that because I have experienced that having to, like, dig around in the garbage disposal in the sink or whatever, trying to pull something out and getting that, like, sludge slime on my hand or whatever, whatever food is down there. So definitely gave me, like, a visceral reaction. So good job on the – the whoever, whoever did that on his face, the makeup department or whatever. <laughs> the unsung heroes of Hannah Montana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I – I also don't know that there's, like, really anything else. I mean, it was a largely forgettable episode. It does kind of feel like filler where, like, they're just kind of, let's get a plot where they're at school and it's just Miley and Lily and then we can have all the side characters doing their side character stuff. Um, There was, like, only two scenes where she's wearing a wig, (laughs) you know? And so... uh, yeah, I think you're you're probably right. This probably was like, oh, let's just throw a cheap one in there. We don't need to do that much stuff. They really only had like one guest star, and it was the coach. Um, but I did like her. <laughs> yeah, she was enjoyable. She she did a good job. She really committed. I feel like all the guest actors on Hannah Montana like really find a character and just like go for it, <laughs> whether or not it's like good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're like, this is going to be the thing that breaks me into this industry. <laughs> for some, I mean, for some of them, well, maybe not for some of them, I'm thinking. <laughs> um, who is uh, Rico? Rico is one I think of, but what's Rico doing now? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he has, he has like been on something, but I don't, I don't really remember. It wasn't something I was watching. I'm trying to think of somebody who's been featured on the show who's like doing good for themselves now other than like the main the main characters yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i've yet to come across one um noah cyrus had a cameo in the previous episode but that doesn't really count uh, yeah, she's, she's of the cyrus of family <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see if anyone shows up that yeah that then like went on to better things after like making an appearance on Hannah Montana. Right. Like other than the, the obvious ones who were already big before they went on Hannah Montana, like Dolly Parton, of course is like a goddess among us Mm -hmm. all. And then I think, was it Brooke Shields that played Miley's mom at some point? Yes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So they did get some like really like high up there, A-list actors to show up on this show. So pretty impressive. (laughs) 
Yeah, and like a roster of like people that were currently under contract by Disney. Like Jesse McCartney makes an obligatory appearance at one point, which and I, I Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I I don't remember when Jesse McCartney shows up, but I looking back on it, I'm like, I think he wasn't famous by this point. Like I feel like his window had already kind of passed by the time he showed up on Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'll I'll revisit that statement when I get to it and right. I'll possibly issue an apology to Jesse McCartney. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I have no ill feelings for Jesse McCartney. I think he's great. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, he's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a beautiful soul. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm like racking my brain, but I mean, this episode is kind of between episodes that had like more going on like uh, the one before this was like the introduction that had like Roxy the bodyguard in it who shows mm-hmm. up a lot and like she's great and she like really like brought up the episode I think um but this d- just doesn't really have any anybody that we super care about it has like Amber and Ashley but they're in this yeah, a lot they don't, so. they, don't do, they don't do much for me do we do like episode ratings or anything like that like if I had to like rate this episode out of five <laughs> Um, you know, I haven't done that, but yeah, let's do it. What, what would you rate this episode? Like a, like a two. Like a two <laughs> out of five. <laughs> You're just looking for more ways to dunk on this episode. You're like, can I have another excuse? I want to, I want to make it clear that I didn't care for this one. Definitely, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a favorite, but I am going to watch more Hannah Montana, so... <laughs> So I guess it did do something for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, this is this was episode eight of these eight episodes. I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but it definitely wasn't my least favorite. Okay. Um, there are ones I liked a lot less. Yeah, I definitely feel like at least within the first season, probably the show is still trying to find its its stride. Like um, from my memory of the show getting more into when they get into high school and then they have their like cute little romances and stuff like that. Like that's mm-hmm. where I really enjoyed the show the most. So they yeah, just haven't I, uh, quite hit that stride yet. Exactly. I'm I'm really looking forward to like the Jake Ryan episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so uh yeah and I think I think they were still kind of figuring out what the dynamic was gonna be when it wasn't like the plot rooted in she's a secret pop star. She has to figure out how to handle her double life. I think they're still figuring out how to do plots that are just like normal teen plots. <laughs> um, I think they're pretty good at the ones where it's like um, a scheme or like hijinks involving her being Hannah Montana. I feel like they got those figured out pretty quick. Although <laughs> you could argue to what level of success. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like those are at least more entertaining. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting, uh, to see how this sort of episode, um, improves <laughs> over time. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this one. Um, next time we'll be talking about episode nine, which is called Ooh, Ooh, Itchy Woman. Um, and I just actually just now got a message from, uh, my friend who I'm doing that episode with. And she says, that is the funniest episode title so far. (laughs) (laughs) So good timing. (laughs) Um, TJ, thank you so much for being on the show. It was uh, really great getting to talk to you about this. And I'm glad it inspired you to watch more Hannah Montana. (laughs) Yeah, of course. This was my very first podcast I've ever recorded with anybody. So thank you for having me. You've uh, 
took my podcast virginity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you find an episode uh, as you're rewatching more that you're like, I need to talk about this, let me know. We'll have you back. It'll be great. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, Elise. You're welcome. Thanks so much to you, as always, for listening, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. Feel free to follow the show on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.